0: This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey, who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organised. But also there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity and storytelling. So open up the notes app on your phone and let's get started. Hey there, welcome to episode 11 of Too Busy To Podcast. In this episode, I'll be sharing with you five tips to ensure a successful podcast launch. I'm going to be letting you know what I do, why I do it. So let's get right into it. Number one, launching your podcast. So you've done the prep. You've done the producing. You're ready to publish, which is fantastic. There's so many different elements that are involved when you are starting your first podcast. And I want to make sure that you guys go out the gate with a bang. So there's a few things that I do with my clients to make sure that that happens. So we've talked about trailers before in episode four. So of course, number one would be to release a trailer or what can also be called a teaser. I recommend doing this at least two weeks before your launch. Sometimes people do it a week before, but you don't want to do it too far out because people, you know, we're all very busy. We have memories like fish, so they might forget if you do it like four, six, eight weeks out. So I recommend two weeks before. As I've talked about in previous episodes, I use the trailer To make your RSS feed live, so make sure you go back to episode nine where I talk about RSS feeds and why that's important. So launching a trailer again, a trailer is only about sixty seconds, ninety seconds long. It's really an introduction to your show, a bit about you, what the show is about, who the show is for, and you want to kind of just build up that interest, grow that momentum before your launch date. So number one is a trailer. Number two, batch record as much as possible. So if you're not familiar with that term, batch recording is literally recording as many of your episodes in a short period of time as possible. This might be, it works better, obviously, if you have a solo format because you're relying on yourself. You don't have to, you know, juggle diaries with a co-host or see when guests are available. So it might be one night, midnight, you just want to sit down and bang out as many episodes as possible, especially if your episodes are super, super short. But also, especially if you are running a business and a podcast is an excellent marketing tool for your business, as we've talked about in episode one, However, it is something else to do. It's something else that you've got to manage. Unless, of course, you outsource everything to an expert, then fine. But if there's certain elements that you be doing yourself, it can be seen as something else on your to-do list. But by batch recording, you are setting yourself up. Success. So, whilst I don't batch record 10, 20 episodes, what I did do is in the prep stage when I was doing my prepping for my podcast, I batched topics. I batched my episode titles, my topics. So, I have 56 topics good to go. And what I might do is sit and batch record maybe two, three at a time, but I find it so much easier to batch record the topics. And maybe it's because of my podcast, because I'm starting from launch, going through management, then going through to the growth stage of podcasting. It all kind of flows. So that's helps me quite a bit. But I feel so much less stress knowing that on my travel board, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, all the way to 56. So I've literally got a whole year of topics. And sometimes, you know, I will go in and reorder them. And as I've mentioned before, I will be having guests on throughout, whether or not they're bonus episodes or if they fall within the numerical episodes. I'm not quite sure yet, but I have flexibility. At least I don't have to stop and think about, oh, what's next week's episodes going to be about? So if you want to take that next step and batch record, I highly recommend it. A few of my clients do it. They're able to just batch record their season and then focus on promotion. I then obviously work on the episodes every week and every week they just need to focus on promoting it on social media and that's it. There's no constant recording every single week of the year. So if you wanted to take time off over summer, Fantastic, it works for that. Life also happens, guys, as I'm sure you know. Someone in a family might get ill or with COVID, no matter where you are in the world. One minute the kids are in school, the next minute they're at home because someone's caught COVID and the whole class has got to self isolate. And batch recording is perfect for those emergency situations because you can pull from your vault. A bit like, you know, batching your social media content. So whenever I have an idea, Again, I've got a love a bit of Trello. I pull up my Trello board and I'll just add that idea to the Trello board. And if, I, if something inspired me on Instagram or on the internet, then I'll add the link. It is not very much different. It's a bit also like batching your meals. I know a couple of people who batch their meals on a Sunday. They'll cook for the entire week, freeze some stuff, put some stuff in the fridge. It is no different. So that's something that I think will really help you. Because you can focus on the promotion in those first few months. And just kind of getting into a rhythm as well. Number three, release a minimum of four episodes on launch date. So this excludes the trailer. So technically it will be five. So as I mentioned, you release the trailer at least two weeks before your launch date. And then say your launch date is tomorrow, you'll just do four in one go. My top tip for that, though, is spreading them out over a few minutes. So don't schedule them all to go out at 6 a.m. You might want to do 6.05, 6.10, 6.15, 6.20. Just spread them out a little bit. But yes, do four in one go. Why is that? I recommend that to my clients just because if you've really put in that work before launch and you've built up that hype, people have subscribed, they're looking forward, your audience are really looking forward to these episodes dropping, you don't want to just give them one. I mean, yeah, you want to give them a few to binge on. They've been looking forward to it. They're so excited. And then, hey, here's just one episode, you know? So just give them, you can give them more. I have read of people who have dropped an entire season in one day, But if you want to do it on a weekly or fortnightly basis, start off with four. And that's really crucial, actually, in terms of if this is your thing, it's not everyone's thing. But if getting into new and noteworthy on Apple Podcasts interests you or if that's a goal, then you need to get the people to listen and to download. And of course, the more episodes that you have, the more they can download within that week or the first two weeks for that category. So minimum of four, excluding the trailer. Tip number four, create a promotion strategy. I mentioned the promotion strategy before your launch, but your promotion strategy should run for the entirety of your podcast. A lot of people, if you're familiar with the phases that I follow, as a reminder, they are prep, produce, publish, and number four is promote. And a lot of people do one, two and three and kind of, I don't know if they're exhausted or maybe they don't see the importance of promotion. But honestly, guys, you can only be visible. People will only know about your podcast if you tell them about it. And that's why promotion is super, super important. As we mentioned in the second episode, I think it was, it's very, very important for you to think about your podcasting goals. What do you want from this podcast? Yes, it's a great marketing tool for your business. But why are you starting this podcast? What would you like to achieve in three, six, nine, 12, two years? What would you like to achieve in that time frame? And that's where the strategy plays in. So for a launch, as I alluded to earlier, one of your goals might be to get into the new and noteworthy category on Apple Podcasts. What do you need to do to make that happen? Another goal might be that you would like to get a thousand downloads in your first month. What do you need to do to make that happen? Because people are not going to know about your podcast unless you tell them. So a strategy is crucial in helping you to achieve your podcasting goals. So what might you include in your strategy? So some things that I recommend and I've done myself, number one, submitting to all the podcast directories and apps. So you don't just want the three main platforms, which are Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts, but you want those smaller apps as well. Not everyone listens to podcasts on those platforms. A lot of people listen to the smaller players or the apps. Even TuneIn, I don't know if you guys know of TuneIn, it's seen more of a radio app, but there's podcasts on there. There's even Audible. So if you guys listen to audiobooks, you can also listen to podcasts there as well. There's Stitcher, there's Podcast Addit, there's CastBox. There's so many different podcast directories and apps and literally it won't take you very long. Depending on the host platform, some of these directories and apps will be automatically Added, So your podcast will automatically go out to them. So for example, if you use Libsyn, you can connect Spotify, you can connect Deezer, you can connect, I think it's Radio FM Player. There's so many different places that people listen to podcasts. And actually what I'll do is include a link to those places so that you can have a look Another thing you can do, which I highly, highly recommend, is create a website for your podcast. Now, if you are a business owner, like all of my clients, and a podcast is an extension of your business, I don't want to give you more work. There's two ways that you can do this. You could do minimal or you can do like full on. (laughs) And minimal would be literally one page on your existing coaching business website or consultancy business website. Just one page. That's it. The full-on version would be one page and then every episode has a blog post separate. So one page will include obviously the player, an image. It will also include the show notes You might want to include resources mentioned. Of course, you'll need to include the guest information. So, you know, if you're doing that for each podcast episode and your podcast is weekly, that can be a lot of work, especially if you're not outsourcing anything. So it might be that you just have one page. Instead of each episode having its own separate page, you could just put in a link to listen here on Apple Podcasts, listen here on Spotify. So you just put in all the different players, an introduction to you, an introduction to your show. Maybe if you want to put a guest application section, that could work as well. But that is it. There's no show notes. It's just a podcast page. And whilst they're there, they can click on other parts of your website. If, however, you have a podcast that has no bearing whatsoever, to your business, which is fine. Say, for example, you are a health and fitness coach, but you are really passionate about teaching people about starting a crafting business, for example. There's no direct correlation, but that's not to say that you can't have a podcast about starting a crafting business. It might be that you want to have that website separate. Whether that is a website, most hosting platforms, if not all, do offer Websites, some are more basic and fancier than others. So you might want to take that into consideration if this is important to you. You can use Podpage for like just having a site for your podcast. You can just do something quickly on WordPress. It really does depend, but definitely have some sort of presence online. Three reasons for this is because obviously Google, keywords, all that kind of stuff will pick it up and drive people to your website. Search visibility, and of course, your email list, as I will come on to now. Actually, email list is another part of your promotion strategy. I have a few clients who will send out, they don't email their subscribers constantly, but definitely every Friday, every Monday, every Wednesday, they will send out an email about the podcast. New podcast alert. And it will give you some, it's basically the show notes that you put on your website, or you might put on Apple Podcasts with some lovely images, links to the guests, and that's it. So you definitely want to keep your email list engaged. It's great to have transcriptions on your website for those who prefer to read, or, you know, it's just about accessibility. Also helps with, you know, Google being found, that kind of stuff. And I'm not sure who else, but definitely Buzzsprout allows you to add transcriptions when you are uploading your podcast episode. So that's something that's really, really good. So bear that in mind if, you know, if you're not going to have a dedicated website, but you want to do transcription, you might want to find a host like Buzzsprout that offers that service. And then creating social media profiles where it makes sense to. We all know social media is a time suck. However, Going back to my point around people not knowing about your podcast unless you tell them having a social media presence for your show is super, super important. Now, I'm not saying, some might, but I'm not going to say to you to go and have a social media presence on every available platform because no one's got time for all of that. Like That would just take up too much time. Think about where your listeners hang out. So do they hang out on Facebook? Would a Facebook group, that's a thing, for your podcast. Would a Facebook group for your podcast make more sense? Should you just have a page on Facebook? I don't know if you guys are aware, but Facebook has recently started rolling out podcast features on pages it is invitation only at the moment but I'm sure they'll get to a point where it's you know up for grabs by anyone so if your people hang up more on Facebook that might be a good thing because they can just go to your page and listen to your episodes directly I'm sure there'll be all the relevant buttons and links etc but Facebook might be an option. Or maybe if your podcast, like I have a client who's a careers coach, so all her people are LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a totally different, well, they're all different platforms from each other. A lot of people think LinkedIn is very professional, very suited and booted, but it's an amazing platform. And if that's where your people hang out, do the same thing, still create graphics for your podcast, still share. But with LinkedIn, you definitely have to make that effort and engage with people. If your people hang out on Instagram, you might, I do. My podcast has its own separate profile, Too Busy to Podcast. Even though my podcast integrates really well with my business, I just thought it was best to have them separate. I will post a lot more about my podcast on the podcast page. And on my personal page, I will just post when the episode goes live. And then maybe I'll do a real Relating to that episode. So, for me, I just do keep them separate. And at the moment, of course, I am trying to grow that podcast profile. But just do what's best for you. Think about where your listeners hang out. If you already work with a VA who's handling your social media, this could work quite well and you can hand this all over. Only you know your time commitments. I do not want promotion to be something that stops you in your tracks. You need to, this is where the strategy comes into it. It's super, super important. Promotion is super, super important. But it's very, very easy to feel like you need to be in all the places. There's Clubhouse. I know a few people who are doing well with their podcast on Twitter. It really, really depends. Even though you've got a podcast, that does not mean that your people are everywhere. It really doesn't. You do not need to be on TikTok. You do not need to be on YouTube. Even though video podcasts are like booming at the moment, starting out, you do not need to do that. So don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm starting out. I need to be on seven platforms because you will burn out faster than episodes four. So (laughs) let's not do that. Okay, my final tip, tip number five, guesting on other podcasts. It might be that before you started your own, you guessed it on others, you got, you know, you dipped your toe in the podcast in water, so to speak. The reason why I say to do this, ideally two weeks before your launch and two weeks after your launch date, it's like anything else you're launching. You want to tell as many people as possible. And guesting on other people's podcasts is a great way to get in front of other audiences. The same way how when your guests come on your platform, they want to get in front of your audience. So take advantage of that. As part of your strategy, you might want to think about carving out some time in your calendar two weeks before, two weeks after, as I mentioned, where you are doing as many podcast interviews as possible. As I will talk about in a future episode, you do not want to spend the whole interview talking about what's going on with you. But at the end of the interview, your host will be gracious enough to give you the platform to say, hey, what's going on in your world? Tell people where they can find you. And that is your opportunity to say, well, hey, I've got my own podcast coming out. It's going to be about X. I'm super excited. Launch date is on this date. You can find more information here. So those are my five tips, what I do and why I do them. So to recap, release a trailer two weeks before your launch date minimum. Number two, batch record as much as possible. Number three, release a minimum of four episodes. So this does not include the trailer. Minimum of four episodes so that people can binge on your launch date. Number four, create a promotion strategy. And number five, guests on other podcasts two weeks before and two weeks after. Of course, as the months go by, as you get into the flow of your podcast, you can continue to guest. Now, I hope you found that helpful. Next week, I have an amazing guest interview lined up for you guys. It's my first guest interview. I'm super, super duper excited. It is a topic that a lot of podcasters, even I, struggled with it. And not just as a podcaster, as a business owner as well. So I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you next week. Until then, have a fantastic week. See you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.